Hey there, my name is Ricky Smith, and I'm the founder of Random Acts of Kindness Everywhere, a nonprofit that simply does exactly what it says promote kindness everywhere. We know the world is crazy right now. If you are searching for a podcast that has a deeper conversation about race, my co host Angel Gray and I will be discussing everything going on right now on our podcast, Random Acts of Podcast, on Blue Wire Podcast Network. To find out more, go to rakenow.org. Enjoy the show. Before we get to this week's episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast, I wanted to take a minute and address the murder of George Floyd and the subsequent protests around the world. Ben and I stand with our brothers and sisters fighting for racial equality and send our love to the Floyd family. Systemic racism is a thing in this country, and we all must do our part to help bring about change. Racism doesn't have a place in this world. Black Lives Matter. Jabroni, J-A-B-R-O-N-I, X-Y-Z, A-B-C, oh, it doesn't matter, you spell Jabroni. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jeremy Loss. Obviously, you can tell that my partner in crime, Ben Cruz, is not here tonight. But luckily, we have a special guest filling in for him, Ryan Drossi from our Blue Wire Brethren, Top Rope Nation. How are you? Thank you again for filling in. No problem, man. Always good to join the Two Jabronis podcast. And I get to be the second jabroni tonight, yeah. so that's good with me. Yeah, welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah. So happy for you to be here. Um, I haven't hosted a podcast before by myself, so this is going to be a rough, rough go of it, but please bear with me, everybody. Um, we are brought to you by our, our friends over at Blue Wire. Make sure you to subscribe to our show wherever you download your podcast. And if you're one of our fantastic Apple Podcast users, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Please, five or one star. We either want the really good stuff or the really bad stuff. None of that two, three, four shit. Like, that just bothers me. Like, no other. Uh, make sure you also follow us on social at 2 Pod on Twitter and on Instagram and in the BR app. You can follow me personally at Jeremy A. Loss. And Ryan, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Ryan Drosty. It's D-R-O-S-T-E and the show at Top Rope Nation. Awesome. All right. So, let's jump into our main event. We're going to fire through this tonight. Um, so our main event tonight is going to be NXT in your house. Uh, I'm a huge, I was a huge fan of the in your house shows back in the day. Uh, I was actually going through the Wikipedia pages this afternoon, just like reliving my childhood and seeing everything. Like I remember when gold dust debuted on the, I think it was NXT in your, or in your house four against Marty Jannetty. So it's like crazy going back all those, oh, yeah. all those years and seeing what in your house was. I'm so excited that they're bringing it back. I really hope they bring back the uh, the house setup. That would be. Oh man, I'm I am so hoping for that too. It's pretty crazy when you think about it. You know, when that show started, it was 15 bucks. They moved up to 20 bucks. They were like two hour shows for the first like two years. I think in your house yeah. was a thing, and then. But when you like when you go through and you look at the matches that actually happen in your house, because a lot of people I think at the time kind of thought of them as just kind of like extra kind of throwaway shows. There's a lot of high end matches on yeah. the in your house shows over the years we just did a podcast not too long ago uh talking about some of the top in your house matches and uh it's crazy like you could pick out i think i did an article too on comicbook.com like the top seven or eight and i mean they're all very very high-end matches some of my favorite matches of all time yeah my one of my favorites the first hell in a cell was an in your house pay-per-view like that's incredible 
Um, so let's dive into this NXT show. It's pretty jam-packed, to be honest with you. Um, we'll just go, we have a doc, so we'll just go top to bottom in our doc. I don't know if this is the actual match layout. I, I, I doubt it because I'm sure the uh, NXT Championship match will be the main event. But uh, for our purposes, we're going to start off with Tommaso Ciampa, Ciampa versus Karrion Cross. Now, to me, I honestly think they have to put Karrion Cross over here. He is red hot right now. And I mean, Champa is Champa. He's always going to be at the top of the, at the top of the heap. But if you're building a star and the way they've been building Karrion Cross since he's, he debuted, you have to put him over on Champa and let him start going towards the top, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I love the presentation with Karrion yeah. Cross and Scarlett. It is so good. Like you said, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Champa's Champa. He's always going to be a star. You, you got to make the new guy here. So I don't, I don't see any way that Karrion Cross loses this match. Right. And I was listening to uh, Road Dog talk with Corey Graves just about Karrion Cross, and he was raving about like one the presentation. Um, he was talking about when when Scarlett is actually standing at the top of the ramp, and you can see the the bird kind of flapping behind her and kind of and coming closer and coming closer, and then he just appears. And he's a monster. He's what, like six four, six five. He is a big, big man. Um, and they just they they really brought it with this whole carrying cross character. Um, obviously, we all loved him as Killer Cross in the Indies um, and in Impact Wrestling. But man, they've really kind of upped their game when they when they brought him on. I, I'm really really pleased about it. Yeah, they did a great job. I think right from the onset, making him feel special. You know, yeah. something different. And uh, yeah, it's caught on. I mean, if I just go down my Twitter timeline on a Wednesday night, everyone's talking about it. So that's when you know you got the social buzz. So I think yeah, uh, yeah they're doing a good job. I think he has to win though. Yeah, I think they also like were benefited by the fact that they did they couldn't have a crowd. I know with NXT, like the the run of the mill thing is to have the takeover and just have the guy in the front row. And I feel with, with uh, mm. everything going on, they were able to do some more unique things. Like obviously him showing up at the end of the Champa uh, Gargano match on TakeOver uh, for WrestleMania weekend, just kind of appearing there. Um, I thought they've mm-hmm. been able to do some really interesting stuff with his character rather than just having him show up at a TakeOver and sit in the front row. Really made his character, yeah. in my opinion. Agreed, 100%. Yeah, so moving on to the women's triple threat match. Charlotte Fair- Flair will be defending her title against Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the best matches of the night. Like this is high quality stuff. Like all three of these women are incredible workers. Rhea Ripley is the future. Io Shirai, I think should be the champion here soon. Um, and Charlotte Flair is arguably the greatest wrestler, women's wrestler of all time. So I'm picking Io. Are, are you, are you in the same bout or same boat here? I've been going back and forth on this one because, <laughs> I really, really feel like they did Rhea Ripley dirty at WrestleMania. Like, I just, I love Charlotte Flair. I think she's awesome. Uh, You know, like, my wife doesn't really like wrestling. Bought her a Charlotte Flair shirt one time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, huge fan of Charlotte Flair. And look, if you like Charlotte Flair, you're getting your fill of Charlotte Flair lately because she's on, like, every show. Um, I guess she wasn't on SmackDown tonight. But, you know, most weeks she's been appearing constantly. But I think she has to lose the title here. I think with Becky gone, yeah, like she's going to be the face of the Raw women's division. Um, Io Shirai is awesome. I, NXT women's division, I could rave about. I love the NXT women's division. Either one is a solid choice. Um, right? I've, I've been leaning towards picking Ripley just for her to kind of get revenge back as to what happened at WrestleMania, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if Io Shirai won. You know, I think that would be a solid choice too. I wouldn't have any problem either way. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm going to go with Ripley, but yeah, it could go. It really could go either way. It's a tough call. It's going to be an awesome match, though. Yeah, as long as they take the belt off of Flair here, I think is. I mean that that would be the right call. I mean Flair, like you said, she needs to go back to Raw. They need that that star power. Um, obviously, on SmackDown, Becky two or Bailey two belts is <laughs> is running the game. I mean tonight was awesome. Uh, I, I've grown to really, really love what Bailey is doing as a heel. So just seeing her with the belts and also getting in, in the face of Michael Cole tonight was top quality stuff, in my opinion. Um, I was shocked. I, I did not see that title change coming. I did not me think either. that was going to happen. Yeah, they've been really into Nikki Cross and, and Alexa Bliss as the tag champs, and they're really good, don't get me wrong, but I did not see them giving the tag belts to back to Bailey and Sasha. Um, but I mean, I, th- I have a feeling that Bailey's going to take this Bailey two belt thing and like run with it and really make <laughs> oh, it yeah, own, for sure. uh, and rub yeah. it in everybody's face. And I love it. Um, <laughs> I going back to this NXT championship match. I really like EO here. I just love the way that her character is, is shaped right now. Um, I, I agree with you. They did Rhea dirty at, at WrestleMania. I was kind of Ben and I talked about this around WrestleMania and he was picking Rhea in that match, but I kept saying like, I don't think Charlotte's got a job to her at, at at mania like i just don't feel don't see her putting Rhea over in that on that stage maybe mm-hmm. it happens here but i would really love to see eo with the belt um she hasn't had a chance to at least hold a belt in, in nxt so i think this would be a really good opportunity to see what she can do as as the main player um but this is going to be top quality stuff um uh, really really looking forward to it um the next match, I'm not as high on it as I probably would have been months ago, um, just because I'm not a huge fan of what Davian Priest does anymore. Um, <laughs> it, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Finn Balor. I was really, really looking forward to his, his feud with Walter. Obviously, the the pandemic happened and we got jobbed out of that. But what do you think of this match? I mean, it has to be Finn Balor going over. There's no way you can have him lose to Damian Priest. That was my initial reaction too. And then I just saw the odds that came out a little bit ago and Damian Priest was favored, which kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. And, you know, you mentioned the stuff with Walter. One thing I could see happening here is, now I don't think Walter's going to be at the show because of the travel restrictions and everything, but I could totally see like Walter appearing on the screen, distracting Balor and Priest gets the win or something to segue to that feud because I think they're probably still banking on that as like an August takeover match, um, yeah. or, you know, around SummerSlam time or whatever. Um, so I guess I wouldn't be that shocked. I, I would agree with you on Damian Priest so far. I do think he's he's good. Like I, I liked him in Ring of Honor as Punishment mm-hmm. Martinez quite a bit. Um, I went to WrestleMania down in New Orleans a couple of years ago and saw him at the Ring of Honor pay-per-view and was blown away by this guy. Like bigger guy, he could really work. He was really quick and very agile. I don't think they've really capitalized that at, in uh, NXT, though, at all. I think these two could have a good match. Um, I'm not, I agree with you. I'm not super looking forward to it. You would think, you would think Balor would win, though, yeah. on the surface. Um, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if they do start to build up the Walter match. But I think, I think I'll pick Balor. Yeah, I think the only way that Damian Priest wins is, that, is if Walter gets involved in some, in some way. Because that way you're not taking away from Finn Balor. I think if he loses clean, it kind of ruins the momentum that he's built since he came back to NXT. He's been on fire. This is yeah. what, like, and, or New Japan-style light, if you will. Like, mm-hmm. this, is about as, as, yeah. Yeah, this is about as hardcore as he can get. Get as close to that Prince Devitt character as he can in NXT. So, um, I mean, I... I just want to see Finn Balor win, and I want to see that. I want to see that feud with Walter. I think that'd be really great because then you can do it 
you can do it at NXT and then you can do it at NXT UK um, and just really carry both those brands because Finn Balor is an, an incredible worker, an incredible talent. Um, and him and Walter would just be awesome. Contrast of styles, contrast and body types, um, everything about it just screams money for me. So hopefully we mm-hmm. get that in the future. Uh, moving on to what is probably the main event of the night, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream, which is a last chance backlot brawl. Um, apparently the stipulation is if Dream, Dream loses, he can no longer challenge for the NXT Championship. Um, I guess he wins. <laughs> I don't think, I don't, <laughs> I don't see that. Like I, unless he's going up to the main event or into up to the main roster, like I don't see him losing here and not ever having a chance at the belt. Like, I just don't see that. That doesn't vibe with me for whatever reason. No. Yeah. It's it, this, this victory here, who's going to win. This is very dependent on what the call up situation is over the next couple of months. Yeah. You know, like there's these rumors about Adam Cole. I think we're going to talk about this later in the show, but uh, yeah, his, he hasn't re-signed and his contract ends in August. And so, you know, do they do the title change here? Do they hold it off until August? This, I love Adam Cole. the 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 championship reign is completely run out of steam, though. Yeah. I think you know, like I actually thought they were going to change it months ago, and they didn't. So I'll probably be wrong here in picking Velveteen Dream because I've picked Cole to lose the title multiple times on our previous shows on Top Rope Nation. But uh, yeah, I, I got to pick Dream. I think been I think picking it's time Dream to since he's been in this though. spot. Like I've literally been on the Dream train forever. Um, <laughs> I need to see him with a title because I just want to see what he does with it. Uh, I agree with yeah. you. I think the, I think Cole's title run has kind of run its course. Um, longest reigning NXT title champion. So, I mean, he's he's done great work. He's they better resign him. They'll rue the day if they let him walk. Um, so, like, oh, I man, think they're gonna have to throw some money at him though. He's oh, got yeah. that leverage with AEW. They oh, will. Man, they would love to get him. Oh man, he's so worth it though because you can bring him up to the main main roster right now and he'll be a main event player just because of the work he did yeah. around Survivor Series. So. Um, I think you put the belt on dream. You can call up Adam Cole if you want to, or you can just have him kind of feud it out with dream for a little bit, have him resign and then make your decision there. Um, I think mm-hmm. his future is on the main roster, whether it's on raw or SmackDown, it doesn't matter which one. I think he's going to be a, a top quality player for them. He just has everything. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about it on this podcast before. He is basically the reincarnation of Shawn Michaels in, in, in Ben's opinion. So, um, I think Dream winning this makes a ton of sense. I think they would have put the belt on Dream at WrestleMania on WrestleMania weekend if there was a crowd. I think that's probably what changed things for them because everything changed whenever whenever this uh, pandemic started. Like plans changed dramatically. So um, put the belt on Dream. Let's see what he can do. I, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent behind that. He's got a he's an incredible talent too. Yeah, I got a question for you. So. Are you worried at all when Adam Cole goes up to the main roster that his size is going to be a detriment to Vince and they are going to go full bore behind him like they should? Because I, I mean, agree that, with I agree with everything you said about you know, he he is like the new Shawn Michaels kind of he's so good in the ring he can talk he has the charisma. I'm a little I worried. I'm I think that's lie. always an issue with guys his size. Whenever you're talking about Vince, <laughs> yeah. I just don't know how much longer Vince is going to be around. Like I yeah. I I honestly feel he's going to hang it up soon. I know that he's always talked about he doesn't want to retire, he doesn't want to retire, but like, I feel like he's going to do it soon. And I think his talent, Adam Cole's talent, is just going to shine through. You can't deny that. You can't deny the reaction that he gets from crowds where like, he, he, went to a main, he went to a SmackDown match and he had the biggest pop of the night. 
when he faced Daniel Bryan. He had everybody saying Bay Bay, everybody doing the boom. Like everybody loves him. He gets an incredible reaction from the crowd, whether it's at uh, full sale or some random arena. Like he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he's follow, he's he's got an incredible following, an incredible gimmick with the Undisputed Era. So I just don't think you can deny him. I, that's the thing. Like I just don't feel like you, it, it's it's different from Daniel Bryan, in my opinion. Like Daniel Bryan, I felt like was easy to deny because for a while there, he wasn't getting over until he had the yes movement. And that's when he started to really, really get over and get with the fans. And then you couldn't deny it anymore. I feel like Adam Cole is already there. He's already an established star. So it's going to be tough for Vince to say like, I'm not behind him because he doesn't have the the build. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope we get we have some fans in attendance when he comes up for that very reason. Because you're right. He got an amazing pop on that SmackDown. Uh, yeah. That was coming out of the one of those Saudi Arabia shows, wasn't it? Where all the yeah, it was the yeah. yeah, it was the emergency. Let's call the NXT guys up <laughs> yeah. really quick. Yeah. Yeah. But that changed right. everything because we got the NXT involvement in Survivor Series and it really like shot Rhea Ripley up. It shot Adam Cole up. So um i mean everything kind of worked out in a way out of that so um yeah i mean i hope that he doesn't get the vince treatment but we'll see (laughs) um moving on to keith lee versus johnny gargano for the nxt north american championship now keith lee is a vince guy he's got the body he's got the charisma he's got the athleticism he is the total package and johnny gargano is mr nxt um how do you feel how are you feeling about johnny gargano as a heel Hate, hate it. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) It's awful. (laughs) So like with the first time they turned him, it was so bad and it was so obvious that it was a bad move. Like of all the people that turn heel, Johnny Gargano is not the guy. Like it was puzzling the first time they did it and then they kind of backed away from it and then they doubled down and did it again. I just blows my mind. He is, this is not the type of guy to be, (laughs) it just does not work. And he was Mr. NXT, like you said. Like he, the fans loved him, and I feel like, you know, although him and Champa had that great feud, I I kind of feel like, in the end, it didn't work out the greatest for him, you know, the yeah. way they booked it. So, yeah, I I don't like him as a heel at all. That said, I think he's going to win the title here. I'm same. Pick him. Mm-hmm. Same. I think they need to add like validity to him being a heel, so they they put the belt on him. But I just can't. St- it doesn't feel natural. Like with Champa, it felt like a natural heel. Like he felt like a natural heel. I remember mm-hmm. when he came back, and, and Champa just walked out with no ring or no entrance music, and he had all that heat, and it just felt natural. With Gargano, with Gargano, it just feels forced. He is a natural babyface. What's wrong with that? Like, let's just let yeah. him be a babyface. It feels like they always have to have Champa and Gargano on separate sides. Like one has to be a heel, one has to be a face. It's like just let them both be faces. It's fine. Who cares? Like just let I, them go. Uh, my co-host on Top Rope Nation, Kyle Ross, he always talks – well, I should say he always brags about the fact that the night I was at that Ring of Honor show in uh, New Orleans a couple years ago, he was at the NXT TakeOver with Gargano Champa number one. You mm. know, awesome, awesome match. And he always talks about how, like, he's been to so many shows and he has hardly ever seen anyone with that much baby face heat like people just loved him he's not the mm. right word baby face you know reaction yeah people dying for johnny gargano and to turn that guy heel i mean you very very rarely do you find as pure a baby face as johnny gargano and ever yeah. since they started tinkering with his character i think it's you know it hasn't worked at all yeah. it's damaged him but yeah i think 
putting the title on him here is probably the right move. Keith Lee's had it since January, so a good run. And I think you transition Keith Lee into the world title picture. And if Velveteen Dream wins, I would love to see at the next takeover Velveteen Dream and Keith Lee. That would be oh, an awesome yeah. world yeah. title feud. Yeah, man. So that's that's going to be my prediction for the direction. I like that a lot. Man, Keith yeah. Lee, he has really kind of – his stock has, has risen immensely over the last few months. Um, I think – kickstarting it off with, with survivor series and his, his appearance there and, and, and Roman doing work for him and, and putting him over even in, in, in losing, like he looked great. Um, and then obviously he had his moment with Brock Lesnar at the Royal rumble. Um, I, I will never forget that moment when Brock like looked at him. He's like, that's a big motherfucker. Like I, that's, yeah. like, that was a moment <laughs> for me. Um, so I'm a huge Keith Lee fan. I would love to see him in the main, in the main title picture. Um, but yeah, I think Gargano needs this belt. Uh, and, and the last match we're going to talk about is this was announced, I think, on Wednesday. Uh, it's a six woman tag match Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tegan Knox versus Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. A really hodgepodge of heels put together there. Um, I, I can't call this one because I can care less about this match. It really doesn't do anything <laughs> for me. I guess yeah. I'm going to go with the, the, the team of baby faces just because, but like. I have no interest in this match. Um, and it's, it's sad to say because like, there's a lot of great talent here. Like Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox, and, and Candice LeRae are awesome. And, and Dakota's not bad either. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going on. I'm just kind of going to go with the baby faces just because, I guess. Like I have no other reason. Well, you're in luck because as far as the betting odds go, they are the favorites right now. Okay. I just checked because so, I have no idea who to pick this one either. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with you on that one. Um, yeah, Mia Yim has always been a, a great talent. I felt like when she first came to NXT, she didn't really catch on for a little bit. She actually had some clunkers in the ring, but yeah. she's really turned it on of late. And so I think this is a good opportunity for her. Uh, they love Shotzi Blackheart, so you know there's another reason to pick that team. And, and Tegan Knox, her feud with Dakota was pretty decent. So I could see on the other side if you had a babyface champion, like let's say Ripley wins the title, I could see Dakota Kai maybe getting a shot at her. Um, obviously Candice LeRae too. Uh, but yeah, I think I think the Mia Yim team is the yeah. team to pick here. Yeah, Candice is a heel too. Is is in the same boat as Johnny? It just does not work for me. Yeah, uh, and they yeah. changed her hair. I'm like, why? Why? What are we doing here? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I actually really like Dakota as a heel. I feel like she just has that natural smugness that like you get with a heel, and um, she plays it off really well. I thought her feud with Tegan Knox was great. Uh, I actually really liked their uh, no holds barred match that they had at what NXT Takeover Portland, I believe, or was it Worlds Collide? Yeah, one yeah. I thought that was a really one good of those match. two. Yeah. yeah, that was a good match. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So. Uh, yeah, NXT in your house is on Sunday this week, um, not the normal Saturday night. So be be on the lookout. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and pay some bills and hear from our friends over at Bet Online. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back, and Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. You can still bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24-7. There's actually a UFC event on Saturday. Um, or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, March Madness NFL, or style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on BetOnline's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling the final dance. It's something. 
So go check it out. <laughs> Visit betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus and check out all the action. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. I'm, I love The Last Dance, but man, I'm fully burnt out on it. I can't, I can't watch anymore. I've done oh, everything man, I, I can with that. <laughs> I just grew up a huge Bulls fan. I'm, I live about four hours from Chicago. So growing up in the 90s, this was the prime territory for the Bulls. Yeah. You know, just, I hardly ever missed a game. So yeah, I, I ate all that up. I'm probably going to watch it a second time pretty soon. <laughs> I loved it. And it was great because like, it, it did give a sense of like community on Sunday nights again because I've been missing that since like Game of Thrones went away. And like just mm-hmm. watching the last dance and, and interacting with people, it was, it was awesome. But man, it was 10 hours. It was a lot. And then like reading all the think pieces about it and everything kind of in between was, was a lot of content. And then you followed that up with the undertaker documentary and just a whole, whole bunch going on. So let's, let's jump in really quick into the week in wrestling. I wanted to talk quickly about the, the recent NXT call-up. So Matt Riddle has been officially announced as joining SmackDown, which I think is great after that incredible pit fight match that he had with Timothy Thatcher, which was like Lions Den 2.0, which is a ton of fun to watch. Um, Dominic Dijakovic appears to be headed up to, to Monday Night Raw. And Chelsea Green, I don't think they've made a, an announcement or, or hinted as to where she's going, but it seems like she's going up to the main roster after splitting with the Robert Stone brand. Um, and then you've hinted at, at Adam Cole. So uh, what are your predictions for these main card runs? I feel like Riddle has a lot of opportunity. I know he's got some heat backstage um, and some people don't like him, but I mean, he is an incredible talent, and Dominic Djokovic just screams Vince guy to me. Yeah, I think Riddle is a superstar. I think he's a guy who could carry a brand. Yeah. Though I felt the same same way about Ricochet, as my co-host will remind me, and that hasn't worked out the way I had hoped. But you know, Riddle is just super charismatic. He's in, he's got the legit MMA background, so you know Vince loves that. He's believable yeah. as a champion. Um, I think he's going to be a big star. I really do. I think uh, just because of his background, I don't think I don't think Vince is going to get in the way. You know, if he's making the decisions in, in that way, I think uh, you fast forward a couple of years, he's a guy in the main events of WrestleMania, yeah. no doubt about it. Uh, Dijakovic, I think it's going to be interesting to see how long it takes him to shorten his name on the main roster. Get ready yeah, I'm for sure it. he's going to be like Dominic out. when he shows up. Yeah, <laughs> Dominic. Or I, th- I tweeted out, uh, get ready for Domco. <laughs> <laughs> Call back <laughs> to about 10, 15 years ago to Tomco, Domco. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously, he's a big dude. That's the kind of stuff um, that McMahon likes and Triple H likes too, to be honest. But yeah, uh, yeah I, think, I think of the two, Riddle has the higher ceiling to me. I don't know how you feel between the two, but I, I think I'm super high on Matt Riddle. I think he, I mean, no I'm, pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> but, uh. I mean, I'm, I'm really high on Riddle. I, I've been a huge fan of his since he was on The Ultimate Fighter back in the day. Um, he is just a, he is a natural character. Um, his personality shines through. Um, his work rate is incredible. Um, he's a little bit older than you would think he is. He's like 36, something like that. Um, which was shocking when I looked it up. Um, but I think he could be a main event player. I just worry about like him rubbing people the wrong way backstage. Like I know that like Brock and, and Goldberg have issues with him. I don't know how much pull they have backstage, but that could be an issue because he just kind of says whatever the fuck he wants to say. Um, and as a fan, I really love it, but I'm sure backstage the boys are kind of get annoyed with him. Um, and Dijakovic, um, 
I feel like Vince will push him more than he probably should be pushed just because of his body yeah. type and the way that he works in the ring. Um, I can see him winning a mid-card belt fairly quickly just because, like, I mean, they're mid-card belts. They go wherever they want to go. Like, I totally forgot Andrade had the U.S. title for the longest time because he's just never on TV. Yeah. Now Apollo <laughs> Cruz has it. Um, but, I mean, I, I it's hard to argue against Matt Riddle's talent. Um, and I know that, um, uh, wow, goodness gracious, Bruce Pritchard, has been has raved about him in the past, um, especially when he worked at MLW. So uh, we'll see. Um, hopefully, he gets a chance to shine. What about Chelsea Green? That this one seems a little odd to me that she would be brought up so quickly. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, the women's division in the main ro- the women's divisions on the main rosters are slim right now. I mean, there's not it's not a whole bunch of talent there. Yeah, I mean. She's super talented. How how bad does this suck for Zack Ryder, huh? Right. <laughs> he gets fired and then they're like, you know, slingshotting his fiance up to the main roster. Uh, yeah, that one did surprise me though because she hasn't been there that long at all. But, you know, she's been around the business a long time. So I guess in that way, it makes sense. She doesn't have as much to learn maybe as, as some of the other younger uh, yeah. NXT stars in the women's division. But uh she, I'm not going to say she couldn't end up like a, a Sasha or, or a, a Bailey or even a Becky Lynch someday, but I don't really see that right now. Although yeah. I do think she's super talented, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, uh, her, yeah her I think work. of those three, Riddle is is the tops for me. Yeah, her work and impact was great. Um, her character yeah. work oh, was, yeah. was awesome, um, and I was really excited for her to be in NXT. It just seemed like it, it got off to a really slow slow start. It just never got off the ground for me. Like, I just never bought her as a character in NXT for whatever reason. Maybe it was the Robert Stone brand that they were trying to push that just never – it hasn't worked at all. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll see. And it's, it's hard for me to feel bad for Zack Ryder because I feel like he's going to get a lot of money when he goes to AEW soon. Like, I just oh, feel like yeah. he's going to get paid. <laughs> His indie run is actually going to be really cool to watch. I feel like Zack Ryder is a guy that they – Big time drop the ball with. I mean, yeah. talk about someone who got themselves over and they didn't follow through on, you know, yeah. go back to, what, eight, nine years ago. So, yeah, I that, that'll be interesting to watch. But, yeah, with Chelsea, it is, like you mentioned, she didn't really catch on in NXT like you would have hoped. Um, there's been other people, though, that, you know, NXT run wasn't very great and they came to the main roster and, and they were much better. Uh, Corbin. For example, I know yeah. I know Corbin is a uh, is a hot button topic, but he's definitely improved since he's gotten to the main roster. Um, yeah, he's a so, he's a he's a great character heel on the main roster. Yeah, like he just yeah. knows how to play that role. I still don't really like uh-huh. his work in the ring, but like as a character, like he gets the heat, like because he knows how to like, piss people off. So that's good. Um, and then you have like guys like Ricochet on the other end who had excellent <laughs> NXT runs and just been shit on on the main roster, which really sucks because I love Ricochet. Or look at Elias. Like he was hardly on NXT. Like they didn't yeah. really do a whole lot with him. And then he was on, you know, for a while every single week when they brought him up. So yeah. you never really know. Like sometimes they see these gimmicks as something that's going to work on the main roster better than the NXT shows with the smaller audience when there actually is an audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some sometimes just they translate better into a bigger crowd versus working the smaller, like full sale crowds and, and vice versa. So I don't know. We'll see. But right now, yeah, they're in the same spot, so it doesn't really make a difference. But when you go out into the road, um, Chelsea is someone that people are familiar with, you know, from that impact run and from being on the indies and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, 
We'll see. We'll what do you see. think has been like the biggest? So, sorry, to, like harp on your your ricochet prediction, but I thought that's that I thought that was <laughs> yeah. interesting. I love ricochet; he's an incredible talent. But what do you think has been like the biggest issue uh, when it comes to him getting over? Is it just because of his size and and that he just doesn't he doesn't suit suit Vince as like a main event player? Is that the issue there? I think some of its size. I think they booked him really, really poorly when he first came up. He was the victim of a lot of that 50-50 booking we hear a lot about, and yeah. they didn't really make him feel special. I've always felt like Ricochet was almost like a once-in-a-generation talent. Um, look, going back to his indie run and what he did in Lucha Underground, like he was one of the guys I was so hyped for him to get to WWE when that Lucha Underground contract finally yeah. ran out. You know, it was like years before he could sign, and. Uh, a lot of people in the business are really high on him too. You know, like Meltzer was super high on Ricochet for years. And I was too. I saw him live a couple times, was blown away by this guy. I mean, um, until I went to AEW Revolution this past February, the best live match I ever saw was an indie show with less than a thousand people at it that Ricochet worked. I can't remember who he worked, but Ricochet just blew, blew me away watching. Like, it was a great, great match. So... I don't. I think. I think it's just how he's been booked and presented. I think they got a little too fancy with his presentation too. Like he got a little hokey with his entrance. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. The reason I bring it up is because we did a show like two years ago when they signed uh, Matt Riddle, and this just came up uh, on our show recently because we went back and listened to the show and we talked about Matt Riddle versus Ricochet, who has the better main roster potential and Riddle hadn't even, you know, got to NXT yet. Uh, Ricochet was already in the midst of that NXT run. And I said, Ricochet <laughs> and Kyle said, Matt Riddle. And so it, you know, it remains to be seen. Actually, personally, if I'm going to watch the two of them in a match, I'd rather watch a Ricochet match. Even to this day, I Ricochet love both of breathtaking them. Breathtaking when you watch him. It's yeah. Jaw dropping the stuff that he can do in the ring. Um, it just feels like, yeah, like you said, they've booked him weird. Um, I was, I felt really bad for him that he flew all the way out to Saudi Arabia and got squashed by Brock in a second. Like, I was like, at least yeah. give him something. Like, let him do something. Um, but I, I the, feel like the indie show match was uh, against Sammy Callahan. I had to Google oh, it. Yeah, interesting. it was. Great. I don't know. I couldn't just think of his name. I could see him for whatever reason. I just I went blank on that. But yeah, it was a it was a great match and. Uh, until Revolution and that tag match, <laughs> that was the best live match I'd ever seen. What and, was the tag? Remind me, what was the tag match at Revolution again? Was that so? That was Bucks the versus... uh, the Bucks as an Omega and and Hangman. Awesome. Oh yeah, 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 man, such a good match. Yeah, um, Ben and I were. That's the best match be... I've ever seen live. Now, <laughs> Ben and I were actually supposed to be at Double or Nothing this year. We were heartbroken when we were watching it live. I was like, man, I, I wish this was going on in Vegas because we we've been dying to go to an AEW show. Um, cause they yeah. haven't come out West and it's been painful. The fact that they've been toying us and not coming out West. So dying to go to AEW. Um, I was actually thinking about going to that show too. We could have done a, like a live joint. Yeah. Podcast. So yeah, maybe next definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Moving on. Uh, speaking of AEW, they announced that fighter fest is going to be two nights, a, a two night, two week event on TNT. So no pay-per-view. I feel like this is the right call, the right call for them. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Just get, make it feel a little different reason to tune into the Wednesday night show, you know, give it a little bit of a pop. I think I think it'll work. You know, yeah. I don't know that I don't know how they're going to portray Fighter Fest moving forward. I was kind of wondering about that because of, you know, like last summer when they ran it, it didn't seem like a a traditional pay-per-view. Mm -hmm. You know, like a like a double or nothing or an all out. It seems like they're going to have 
like the four main pay-per-views. And then this one, I think, didn't Tony Khan say that this was actually going to be in England originally? He might have, yes. Yeah. I think he said that in a press conference. Yeah. Wasn't this one actually free on BR Live the first time? Like, it was like a preview, so they they had it for free, and it was supposed to be a spoof of Firefest. So it feels like it's weird that they're still doing it as, quote-unquote, Fighter Fest. Um, Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I like the idea of doing two nights, two weeks. Um, It also gives them a chance to introduce Brian Cage to a more um national audience i mean a lot of like if you're a hardcore wrestling fan you know who brian cage is and when you saw him show up at double or nothing you were really hyped about it but if you're a casual just tuning into aew on a wednesday you may not know who this big jacked wolverine looking guy is in the main event so it gives them a chance to really introduce their new main event player um for free and 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 really maximize their audience and get as many eyeballs on it as possible so i think this is a great call i can't wait to see what else they have like planned for this two-week event. I actually really like the fact that they're not doing back-to-back nights because, I mean, WrestleMania, I don't know how you were feeling on on night two, but I was exhausted at the end of it. I was like, man, I just want this thing to end. It was (laughs) was rough, especially because night two wasn't as great as as night one, in my opinion. I I really loved what they did with that Boneyard match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boneyard match was... That's still probably my favorite cinematic match. Um, But... Yeah, I like I like a one day WrestleMania with less matches. <laughs> go yeah. go back to the eight or nine matches. That that's what I prefer versus two nights. I guess it was e- easier to digest because they were shorter. But dedicating two nights on you know on your weekend if you if you have a life outside of wrestling can sometimes. Yeah, my wife was not happy that I was sitting in the room like locked in our room watching wrestling for six hours every <laughs> night that weekend. So yes. uh, yeah, I, I definitely understand. But I went to uh, WrestleMania thirty one here in the Bay Area. And that show was incredibly long and I was like sunburned like no other. It was just awful. And I had no voice for like a week afterwards. So, I mean, if they shortened it up, maybe took maybe seven to eight matches and really put a lot into those matches for WrestleMania, I think that'd be really, really cool and really make everything seem worth it rather than like force feeding us everybody on the card because it's exhausting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They need to, they just need to figure out and just tell everyone, like, not everyone has to be on the WrestleMania card. You know, like, it's the primo event. We just can't put everyone on it. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Moving on to another thing that happened on Wednesday Drake Maverick has apparently signed a new deal with the NXT. Um, He was part of the wave of cuts a few months ago, Um, poured his heart out in social media after the cut. and then showed up and, and did really well in that cruiserweight tournament and ended up losing in the finals. Uh, interesting note here though, uh, Leo rush on social said that he saw it as basically a slap in the face because they used this like really traumatic experience for a lot of people and, and real life, uh, issue as like a shoot work here. Um, I can see where he's coming from, especially in his shoes. Like he is one of the guys that got cut and it seems like Drake kind of just, fell into a new deal. I mean, he, he made a lot of it, but he made a lot of, of the situation, but at the same time, like could, could this have happened if, if Leo rush was in, in Drake Maverick's shoes, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm interested to know what the decision here was. Um, was it because Drake had uh, a lot of re- fan reaction and fan outcry after his social media post, or was it because this was ultimately just a, a work here? Hard to say. It's it's funny you mentioned Leo Rush because he's another one of those guys that uh, rub people the wrong way backstage, allegedly. Yeah. You know, so 
I wasn't a fan. I was not a fan of this. I kind of agree with Leo Rush. I don't. I don't really like the way it played out at all because there were mm-hmm. so many people that got released that, you know, it, it does look like you're kind of rubbing it in their face a little bit. Like, oh, you didn't work hard enough. You didn't yeah. beg hard enough to get back, kind of thing. There's certainly other people that got released that people were shocked by and saddened. Zack Ryder, for example. Yep. You know, so uh, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of how they did this. It seemed like they were just trying to recreate that moment with uh, Cedric Alexander. You know, when they signed him and Triple H came out and hugged him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I don't know. It just it felt a little artificial to me. I don't. I yeah. don't know what the plan was backstage. If the whole thing was a work with him or what, but uh, yeah, I. I didn't buy in. (laughs) If it was a work, that's super grimy in my opinion. Like that's, it's so wrong because for one, like you did this around a huge national, like, um, problem of of people going on unemployment and, and and people losing their jobs. And, and there was a lot of outcry around all of the cuts. Um, and and a lot of outcry and, and, and heartfelt emotion around Drake Maverick's, uh, social post when he did get cut. And if this was a work, then you're just, you're playing the audience. And it feels like that's a little bit too much in my opinion. It just, it went a little over the top there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, by all means, I'm, I'm really happy that he's staying around. I love Drake Maverick. I thought his work he did with the, the 24 seven belt before it came in, became incredibly stale, um, was a lot of fun. Um, and I think he, he could find a home at NXT and, and really do some, some fun stuff, uh, in that 205 division. Um, cause Lord knows they need it. That cruiserweight division is not great. It, I mean, it has yeah. its moments, but it's they just don't put enough into it for whatever reason. They just, they just never have fully bought in. I know they did the two hundred five live show, but that two hundred five live show just never got eyeballs. It was it was all it was like dead from the start. Too much content. Yeah, <laughs> too definitely much too much content. content. Yeah. My wife will say that she she hates mm. the fact that I watch so much wrestling. It's like nine hours a week. It's it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, back to the days of watching Raw and Nitro and thinking like that was such a time commitment. And then you look at with one company how much is on nowadays. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. When I was a kid, um, because Raw and Nitro were on uh, at the same time where I was at, I would have my neighbor would actually watch Raw and then my house would do Nitro parties. So we would run between. And then the nights where Raw would be pre-taped and it would be on afterward on the West Coast, we would just kind of watch together. But we used to try to do our own little Nitro parties to try to get on, on, on TV. It never worked. But we had our little like <laughs> group of eight-year-olds watching Nitro. Uh, nice. was, yeah. Um, moving on to the last thing that we had uh, on news and notes. It's really hot in my room, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jinder Mahal announced that he had knee surgery. Um, now, normally this would not be in our podcast, but I saw a report on Twitter saying that WWE actually had big plans for him over the summer. And I would imagine that it would be a Drew McIntyre feud. Is that kind of vibe with you? That was what people were initially thinking. Uh, They're probably going to slow build to that because when they brought him back briefly before he left again, he was being like very positive about Drew. Mm -hmm. It seemed like they were going to have an alliance for a little bit. And then, yeah, probably the slow break, I would think. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it seemed like they were going to go all in on gender as a baby face. And, you know, they've been using him in the past to try to have the superstar in the India market. And uh, that's why one of the reasons he got that title run a few yep. years back, um, I guess trying to do that again, but this time as a baby face where he was a heel last time. So yeah, it, might, it might surprise some people a little bit, but you know, him and uh, Drew, who's the top guy now, they had that history. So it makes sense to kind of play off of that a little bit. And Jinder yeah. hasn't been around much. So it's something fresh. So 
I was I was a little intrigued to see it. I know that gender title run a few years back got a lot of heat from a lot of people. Oh, I actually God. didn't mind it too much, though. I'm going to be completely honest. Maybe I'm going to lose all credibility as people <laughs> now, but I kind of liked at least for a while. I liked it a little bit because it was just it was different and fresh. I yeah. I did like that about it. You know, plus yeah. I went to a I went to a live event um, around that time when Jinder was champion and he wrestled Randy Orton and. Uh, Randy's done a little bit of a baby face turn on social media these days, but mm -hmm. I used to not care for a lot of Randy's takes on social media. Yeah. So me and my friends at this live event, we were like all cheering Jinder Mahal very loudly and very arrogantly. And <laughs> a lot of the people around us were looking at us like, why is this group of guys cheering Jinder Mahal? So that was one of the most fun experiences I had at a live event. I, I, I kind of bought into the gender run a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was entertaining. So I was curious to see where it would go, but yeah. I'll have to wait a little. A little longer, yeah. I guess. I was actually a, a pretty big fan of, of Jinder winning the the title as well. Like I, I'm with you. I thought the the shock factor in him and, and, and it being different, like it wasn't just the same old, same old of like the same run of people getting the belt. So seeing him win it was a big surprise. Seeing him win it against Randy Orton was a big surprise. Um, their feud was interesting to me, um, and I'm not a huge Randy Orton fan. I've actually like come around on Randy Orton with his social media activity and also with just his 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 work with edge lately. I thought that kind of rejuvenated me when it came to, to Randy Orton. Cause I, for a while there, man, everything he did just got on my nerves. It was just, it was awful for me. I just couldn't stand the way he walked. I couldn't stand, stand the way he talked. Everything about it was just annoying me. So um, his retweets he, back in the day. <laughs> oh man. He was, it just, it wore so thin for me. And then when he yeah. started doing the stuff with edge, um, I thought that was the best build around WrestleMania. I, I was really looking forward to that match and it ended up being a dud. Um, but I thought for the story, it, it really did a lot for me. Um, so yeah, that's all we have for tonight. Thank you so much for, for, for jumping on and filling in for Ben on the last minute. Um, hopefully I wasn't too bad of a host here tonight. I was kind of like rambling and you did fine. You all, did right. Good. <laughs> all right. Make sure you follow us on social at two jabronis pod. That's, uh, at, on Twitter and on Instagram uh, and in the BR app. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Two Jabronis with a Wrestling Podcast. There's a red button somewhere around here. Um, <laughs> so make sure that you subscribe and like to our channel. Uh, you can follow me personally at Jeremy A. Loss on Twitter. And Ryan, where can they find you on Twitter? At Ryan Droste, D-R-O-S-T-E. And uh, follow my podcast, part of the Blue Wire family, at Top Rope Nation, and subscribe. Yeah, make sure you subscribe and rate both of our podcasts five stars on Apple Podcasts. Help us out. Uh, make sure you leave us a review. Um, and, and thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, really do appreciate it. We're going to have to do a full-on uh, podcast with everybody from the show so that we can have uh, a really lively discussion. Maybe do it uh, in person one day when everything kind of calms down and we can actually go to a, a wrestling show together. Um, but thank you again. 